This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What is up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to Unwinding. How are we doing? Are we thriving? Are we surviving? A little bit of both. I think I'm doing a little bit of both, you know? Um, Okay, listen, I'm excited for today. I'm excited for today's episode. I asked you guys what you wanted this week because it's just us. And so I gave you a little, a little menu of options. And the winner was lessons I learned from therapy, which I love. And I've been wanting to do this for a while. So I'm just like, I'm glad we were aligned. You know, I secretly wanted this one too. So glad we're on the same page. Here's the thing though. The list of lessons is really fucking long. I'm going to make this a series. And so welcome to part one of lessons I learned and loved from therapy. I don't know if that's what I'm going to call it, but essentially these are lessons that I learned in therapy and that I loved and that I still am remembering today and trying to, you know, just integrate into my life. Okay. And quick disclaimer, if you're new here, also, I don't like, I told you guys, I don't know what's wrong with my voice. Like, is this just what it is now? Is this just what it is? I'm fine with it. I don't know, man. I don't know if something's going on. I don't know, but I feel fine. A bitch feels fine. It's just my voice has taken a raspy route, which like, again, I'm down for. Okay, quick disclaimer if you're new here. Maybe not a disclaimer, but just for context. I started going to therapy. I'm going to try to speak slower, okay? Because I feel like sometimes I listen back to my episodes and I'm like, bitch, what the fuck did you just say? Like... (laughs) I don't even know what I said because sometimes I slur my words because I'm speaking so fast and I'm not going to lie. I'm always like really caffeinated. I mean, pretty much always, but especially when I do these episodes because I want to bring the energy for you. And also ever since I got my new teeth, like I got veneers in December. um, Listen, these bad boys, I love them, but like They're pretty much double the size of my other teeth. And like, I think I'm still getting used to them. I still have a lisp and I've just embraced it. And sometimes I still like get tongue tied. So I'm just going to blame my teeth. Okay. So anyway, I'm going to try to speak slower today because I want you to understand and hear what I'm saying. I'm not saying you don't understand, but I'm saying sometimes I speak so fucking fast that I don't even know what the fuck I'm saying. Okay, so much for not swearing anymore. That's going great. So I started going to therapy in 2019, October of 2019. And I went in initially for help with an eating disorder. So I saw my therapist, my beautiful therapist, who, by the way, has been on the podcast twice now. I'll link both our episodes below because they are both some of my... What is that noise? Am I crazy? probably. Both our episodes are some of my favorite conversations I've ever had, mainly because I just adore her. Her name is Steph. If you're not new here, then you've heard me mention her in probably every single fucking episode because that's how life-changing she is. Um, But she has just the most, I don't even know how to describe it. She has just the most welcoming, beautiful, maternal, yet friend vibe, genuine energy. 
like it's like you feel safe with her and you feel like she's gonna take care of you and she's like protective over you in like a mama bear sense but you also feel like she's your friend you know what I mean it's like the best combination ever and I think we have like such a special relationship I don't think it's the typical therapist to patient relationship I mean what the fuck do I know maybe it is but I feel like we have a very special bond and we're not seeing each other right now unfortunately and we haven't been for a little bit Uh, not because I don't want to whatsoever but I went really hard into therapy and I was seeing her twice a week for about like a year with a dietitian on the side because that's just at the speed that's just the frequency she recommended to me based on where I was with my eating disorder so then after that we kind of slowed it down to once a week and I kept that up for a while as well and honestly right now I would love to go back to her pretty soon because I've been just really anxious. You know, I t- I've, we all know that. I've, I've told you guys that before. But anyway, um, what? Why? Why can't I stay on track? What was I saying? Oh yeah. So I just wanted to give you a little context. That's just who I'm speaking about when I mention stuff. That's her, and that's it. So these are in no particular order, obviously, and they're all kind of all over the place. But I hope. As always, I hope there's something in here that you needed, and I hope there's something in here that you can take with you. And if there is, let a bitch know, okay? I would love to know what it was. So DM me either on my account or on the podcast account. I'm behind both, so it'll be me either way, but there's nothing more that I love than talking with you and hearing what part of the episode made you feel a little something you know so yeah let's get into it so one of the first very important lessons Steph helped me understand was that there's no badge of honor for doing everything by yourself I'd been struggling for years by myself and most intensely for a year for the for basically the entirety of 2019 and I essentially I feel like I had a mask on to the world and internally and at home, you know, in my apartment, I was really fucking struggling. And I thought that I could get out of the hole by myself. And that's why I didn't say anything. That's why I didn't speak up. I didn't ask for help. I didn't even acknowledge or entertain when somebody in my life would mention a concern. I I thought I could do it by myself. I thought I could handle it by myself. And that's why I kept delaying going to therapy And I didn't delay going to therapy because I was ashamed of therapy. I know that some people have that experience and some people, for whatever reason, are ashamed of therapy or are nervous to say they are in therapy. That truly wasn't the case for me whatsoever. I am like, I literally would tell the wall (laughs) that I love therapy. Like, I, I think the world would be such a happier place if we all had accessibility to therapy like I wish it was something that was normal and accessible to everybody unfortunately it's not but so that wasn't my experience like I wasn't ashamed or scared really I just was like no like you can do this by yourself and I thought it made me stronger and I saw me not asking for help as a sign of strength even though I was crumbling literally and physically and emotionally, and spiritually, and in every fucking way. So in that regard, Steph really made me realize that we aren't meant to do life alone. Like we're not meant to go through all these life experiences, whether beautiful or incredibly hard, by ourselves. You know, I personally think life is... What the fuck is that noise? It sounds like a dog. 
my neighbors have the most annoying fucking dog and i'm sorry i love animals you know like i would never be rude to it but it's fucking annoying it's like a tiny little dog and i just like really like big dogs no shade to little dogs but it's like it's not a chihuahua but like something similar again i love animals okay let that be known let the record show but like fucking so annoying okay i personally think life is meant to be shared right and it's so much more meaningful when you're sharing it with people that you love and that's obviously not to say that the relationship you have with yourself isn't important because i think we all know here that that's so important to me the relationship with myself is so important to me and i value that so much it's something so special to me honestly like i love that about myself that i love being on my own and by myself and that i actually enjoy my own company like i get excited when i have like a night to myself which is like five out of the seven nights of the week but it's still just like i can't wait you know and i think that's so fucking cool to say and i feel like when we say these things about ourselves that we love or if we hype ourselves up in a way especially as women we feel uncomfortable to do it and we feel like oh but like you know we feel the need to disclaim it in a way like i was just gonna say like you know but it's not always been that way and no like i fucking love being by myself and i love hanging out with myself and i think that's really fucking cool and i've worked really hard to get there and that's something that i value so much like i'm just never bored with myself you know what i mean i know that sounds weird but i genuinely love my own company and obviously some days i can't stand myself you know but it's just like any other bestie vibe it's like you love your best friend and you can't get enough but like some days you're like love you but like gonna go do my own thing right anyway so both these situations can coexist having a healthy relationship with yourself and truly enjoying your own company and being okay with yourself i think that's so fucking important but then also letting people be there for you and letting people in and letting yourself experience things and moments and situations with uh, with other people i think that's so important and for me this meant starting to up open up more with the people in my life about what i was navigating about my emotions it also meant being truthful about what i actually wanted to do or not you know not saying yes to plans i knew i didn't want to do instead saying actually you know what not in the fucking mood to do that but like go live your best life and how about we do x y or z tomorrow i think it meant communicating and communicating honestly and not being scared to say what i actually meant and what i actually wanted to say and having a bit more vulnerability and asking for help whether it's you know what the fuck do i text this fuck boy back or like my sister relapsed and i'm feeling like i'm drowning right now i think a big part of this was letting people be there for me because this is still something i struggle with so much but it's like i have so many beautiful friends in my life and i'm so fucking grateful i always say this and i've said this in other episodes but i like my family when i think of my family truly like you know blood related family i think of one person i have one person that i count on and it's my mom and that's it and to me that's like really sad and i it's something that i don't obviously i don't like that about my life and it's something that i i don't want to say i'm insecure about it because i'm not but this motherfucking dog can you guys hear it anyway um it's something that it makes me uncomfortable and it really fucks with me because i feel like i only have like one person to lean on 
I know I don't, but do you get what I'm saying? Like family wise. And like, it makes me nervous that it's just one person, but that's just like how my life has played out. And I've lost like so many of my family members. And so I feel like I don't have really the family that I would love to have. My mom is incredible and I would do anything in the world for her. But so I I always feel like God gave me like so many beautiful friends to kind of like make up for, you know, like he was like, okay, I see that this is a little, a little small over here. So, so I have all these beautiful people and it just was so hard for me to let anybody be there for me. And it's like, well, not like take advantage of the people that you have. No, that's not what I'm saying, but let people be there for you. Like just, just how you want them to let you be there for them you know what i mean so anyway this is something that i still really struggle with i know you i know you guys you know you feel like i share so much and i do i really fucking do but i wish i could explain like just how guarded i am with um my emotions and with special things that happen in my life and special moments and hard moments i really internalize probably most of it and it's not even because I want to like it's not even because I'm like I'm just like not gonna tell anybody it's not because of that but I think I am I think I'm still working through so much I think it's like a control issue and a vulnerability issue and also just like so much hyper independence I really don't like to rely on people like like group projects were my fucking worst nightmare (laughs) And I'm just so sensitive that I'd rather sometimes not rely on someone than be disappointed. And I know that's not how life works, right? Like, I know that. And I'm still navigating this. However, the difference is I no longer feel proud and like a badass and like I'm killing it for doing it all alone. Like, I now understand and I now know and I now believe that there's just nothing cool about that there's no badge of honor for that like nobody cares you know what i mean i now understand that that i'm still struggling to open up and really let people in entirely sure but my mindset is like totally different now and that's really what therapy is or at least was for me it's so much of rewiring and flipping the script and changing the narrative and really rethinking the way that I view certain situations. I think also romantically, you know, I think some people struggle to stand alone, right? Like being single is their biggest nightmare and they just don't enjoy it. But I feel like I struggle to stand with other people. And that's still such a huge thing that we're working on again. But my mindset is really different. My mindset now is when I feel safe, and like I am in a situation full of respect and reciprocity and mutual like care and vulnerability, etc. The list goes on. I would love to stand with someone. And it might take me longer to get there than the average person maybe, but I'm not really scared about that because I don't know. I feel like if somebody wants to be in your life and you're vocal and you're communicative about things you're navigating and things you're working through and simultaneously you are putting in an effort and making even if it's micro steps baby steps i think the right person which i hate saying the right person because it implies there's just like one human which like maybe there is you know but like i don't know whatever that's another story i think the right person will workshop that with you 
At least I hope so. You know, Mr. Gray, though he was an absolute dusty ass scumbag, he was, (laughs) he was super patient with me, you know? And like, let's just pretend he wasn't actually cheating on me with two women. Let's just pretend that fact doesn't exist. He really made me feel safe, which like I know is so crazy to say because it's like, bitch, what? But he really did like go at my pace and met me where I was at. And for whatever it's worth, I appreciated that. You know what I mean? Anyway, fuck him. Let's move on. So the next lesson is going to be a little different and it's regarding the labels that we give to certain things. So for me, as I mentioned, I went into therapy for an eating disorder. Like that's what I went into. What we discovered and got into was a whole fucking list of other things, right? But that's what I went in for initially for a completely fucked up relationship with food and with exercise. So I had so much unlearning to do when it came down to diet culture. And so Steph and I really worked to eliminate or just minimize feelings of shame and punishment and guilt around food and that started by changing the way that i even thought about food because i was so used to labeling different foods as good and bad you know as a cheat meal as a cheat day as that's a safe meal that's healthy i fucked up eating that adding these labels to foods you might not realize it until you're in a hole the way i was but it can really damage the way that you even view different foods. Therefore, the way you feel about having them in your life is also affected. So that's why now, I mean, I'm human. I'm sure I'll fuck up here or there, but you you won't hear me say like, oh, this is my cheat meal. Oh, today's my cheat day. Oh, I'm going to be bad tonight because I'm having a burger or whatever the fuck is deemed as bad in diet culture. Because honestly, There's no such thing as bad or good food. First of all, that's subjective. But second of all, what the like the reality is that there are foods that are more nutritious for you than others. Period. And this was such a big thing for me to realize and to understand because I never allowed myself certain foods or meals because they were quote unquote bad in my eyes and in my mind. And when I did allow myself them, I would punish myself, I would feel guilty, I would feel bad, I would feel ashamed, I would feel like I had to starve myself the the entire next day, double my workout, I would feel like I had to completely like start over the next day, like get back on track because of one fucking meal. And I don't know about you, but that's just like, it doesn't sound like a life that I want to be a part of, you know, like I fucking love food and I think food is meant to be enjoyed. Like I will never be one of those people that it's like, I eat to live. What is it? Is it I eat to live? You know what I mean? Like people that just like, they don't even care about what they're eating. They're just eating because it's fuel. Like food is, food. (laughs) Oh God. Food to me is, yeah, sure. It's fuel, but like, I want to enjoy what the fuck I'm eating. I feel like I'm careful about the way that I speak about food now, just because of my past and how triggering it was for me. So All I can say now is I love food. I love all kinds of food. I'm also a picky fucking eater, okay? I don't fuck with seafood. I don't like the texture. No, I don't want to try an oyster. No, I don't want a salmon bowl, even though Emily Mariko's salmon bowls look fucking amazing, but like I just would rather die because I can't even bear the smell of it. Like, oh my God, my mom like loves 
anything fishy and I just I can't do it yes I will order a burger well fucking done and yes I want my chicken as burned as humanly possible is anybody else like that like if I even see an like an ounce of something pink even like remotely pink it's going back it's going back for me I can't do it but no for real I still struggle with this you know I st- I I wish this was something that once I understood I it just stayed that way forever but it's just not like that for me and you know i guess you're probably gonna hear me say this about most if not all of these lessons because i'm still working through so many of them and i wish i could sit here and tell you like oh i never struggle with this anymore but that would be a dead ass lie like i have moments of weakness all the time my relationship with food will always be something that i work on and i'm okay with that i'm like no longer annoyed that I can't just have this like healthy, perfect relationship. I guess nobody has a perfect relationship with food, but like a very healthy relationship that maybe some of the people in my life have who when they see food, they don't see numbers or guilt or any feeling. They just see food, you know? Like they don't see it the way I do. I, If anything, like I just, I have so much compassion for myself, honestly, because I was so sucked into a billion fucking dollar industry of diet culture that literally just capitalizes on vulnerable women and men but i think statistically i think it's probably higher for women i don't know what the fuck i'm saying don't quote me i don't know but i think it i mean i don't think i know it capitalizes on women and on their insecurities and i was so fucking sucked into it And here I am at 29, still trying to repair this, you know? So anyway, got off track, but labels. I think this lesson is just about labels and being careful how we label things and being careful with the words that we use to describe certain things because I think those words can ultimately dictate how we feel about said things. And there's just no need to to have these labels, you know? Okay, let's go to a happier lesson. So when I saw the votes coming in and you guys were wanting this episode, I decided to pull out some of my old journals and just like read through a few entries and get inspired and just see what I was writing about when I was actually in therapy, which is so cool to have and to look back on. I sat here for like an hour just like reading these entries. Um, And there was an entry from February 8th of 2020. And I was journaling about how I wanted to quit my job. So before I did what I do now, um, I also did social media, but I was working for an agency. I was a social media manager for an agency here in Miami. And I was really wanting to quit and to give myself the shot to see like what I could do on my own. I knew I wanted to you know, do IG full-time. I knew I wanted to start a brand. I didn't know what exactly, but I knew I wanted to start a brand. I knew I wanted to have this podcast. I knew I wanted to do this full-time. I knew I wanted to be seen and to be heard, etc. But, you know, at that moment, I just felt like completely unworthy and completely petrified of of doing it so in this entry i wrote about how i guess that day in therapy i told stuff like i want to quit but i'm so scared and i told her you know financially i'm in a good place like i i had my savings i felt good financially about it i had my mom's full support i knew like i knew internally i knew that's what i wanted i knew it but i felt so again unworthy of giving myself this chance i felt scared i felt like what if i don't know what the fuck to do what if i fail what if what if? like just the list of what of what ifs and i loved steph's advice because not only did well she told me to quit my job she was like what are you waiting for like let's do this 
but she could also just hear the uncertainty in my voice and the stress I had of not feeling 100% certain of this decision. So she said, you know, expecting to feel 100% sure about something is a lot of pressure. And if you throw in like anxiety and nerves and intuition and fear and other people's opinions and perspectives, reaching that 100% level of certainty is kind of difficult. And so she said, I think if we feel at least 75% certain that we want to do something, that's fair game. That's fair game to act on it. That's enough. And I love this and I go back to it all the time because we really fucking think that one day we're just going to wake up and be 100% certain of something and have not one doubt in our minds and not have fear and like maybe you do have that day and if you do then let me know what the fuck is in your coffee if you have these days but like when i think about impactful decisions that i've made in my life thus far and how i felt when i was making those decisions not one of those decisions was at a level 100 like at 100 percent certainty not one of them so just remember that the next time you're putting something off because you're waiting you're waiting until you feel 100 percent ready Let me tell you, that day might not come, and if it doesn't come, it literally means that you're human and not a robot, which, like, we love, you know? But I feel like feeling ready is a fucking myth. I think, I don't know, I was was thinking about this as I was outlining this episode, and I was like, I, I feel like we can prepare and we can, you know, we can study for the test and we can pull all the all-nighters in the world and know every fact and you know we're we're ready we we think we're ready i think you can be ready for something but still feel nervous and scared and anxious and brave and excited and kind of have like an amalgamation of all these things you know i think we sometimes use the i'm just not ready yet as an excuse i mean i think um like procrastination is such a topic maybe we'll do an episode on that because we procrastinate usually on things that we're scared of i mean obviously sometimes it's like dumb shit like i don't want to wash the dishes i'm not scared of my fucking dishes but you know what i mean right like sometimes we are procrastinating things and we want these things but sometimes we are procrastinating out of fear and Sometimes we wait and wait and wait for these feelings of complete certainty to come, and I just don't think it works that way. I feel like this lesson goes hand in hand with my next one, which happened simultaneously, and it was just about listening to the things that you feel called to do. I know I've said this before, but I spent literally a decade, literally a decade of my life knowing I wanted to do something, and I didn't do it for a list of fucking reasons, but mainly the worthiness of it i felt scared i was terrified of of perception of judgment of how people would perceive me and judge me and and that was just overpowering and it was overpowering because you know i think when your self-worth is lacking and when your sense of self is not strong then i think it's only natural that you feel so incredibly fragile towards somebody else's opinion And you feel like that's something that you just won't be able to carry. Like it's too heavy. It matters way too much. It dictates way too much, you know? And I still get nervous about judgment. Like it's still fucking terrifying to me. I still fear the way that I'm being perceived all the time. Like I literally, 
don't let any man that I'm interested in follow me (laughs) on Instagram because that's a whole other story, okay? Like, I'm not in your fucking Morgan Stanley cubicle watching you do whatever the fuck you do all day. Like, I don't need you to see what I'm doing all day either. That's kind of my thing. I'm so proud of what I'm doing, but I just like, that's, that's like a blurry one, okay? But anyway, the difference is that now it doesn't dictate my life. You know, again, still a work in progress, but I worked so much and I work so much on my self-worth and my relationship with myself and really creating this space of like acceptance for myself that I was then able to give myself the space to do the things that I couldn't stop thinking about because I began to treat myself like a friend. And I don't know about you, but like I love seeing my friends win and I love seeing my friends do shit they love and that they're excited about. So I started having those desires for myself and actually giving myself the space to do them and to listen to the things that I wanted to do and actually try them out and see what happened. I guess just to wrap this one up, I always say this and I wish I would have heard this sooner, but or not even heard it, but like understood it truly that the things that you feel excited about and the things that you feel called to do and the things that you feel drawn to, these things aren't a coincidence. Like you feel these things for a reason. You feel these passions and interests for a reason. And I think you owe it to yourself to at least explore these feelings and figure out what's there. Okay, so we're going to wrap up, but I posted this on my story and maybe I'll cut this out. I don't know, but I'm just going to record it because I'm feeling like a brave bitch, okay? But I'm going to read you guys this letter that Steph had me write. And this was, I wish it had the date, but it doesn't. But I know it's, it was 2019. So um, probably like November or December of 2019. Okay. She had me write a letter from my mind to my body and then from my body to my mind. And it just was whatever I was feeling and anything that I wanted to say to my body body and to my mind and I found it today when I was going through my journals and I read it and I was I mean I I cried a little bit I'm not gonna lie because it just took me back to this moment in my life where I was just so like feeling so low and just like hating myself you know and that's just such an I would never even say those words anymore out loud I'm not saying that I like you know fucking love everything about myself no but I'm, we've done so much progress, which is really nice. You know, there's so much more acceptance now. I don't know. I'm going to read, read them to you. I don't know why, but maybe, maybe somebody needs to, maybe this will inspire somebody to maybe be a little kinder to their mind or their body or both. Um, and if not, then maybe you'll just maybe feel identified. I don't know. I don't know what's going to come from this, but I guess I'll just show you where I was in this moment. Okay. So let's do the mind one first. (laughs) I can't believe I'm doing this. I might cut this out. It's okay. Dear mind, (laughs) I can really only think of two things I want to say. (laughs) I was like, I only have time for two things, bitch. Okay. First, I just want you to be happy, but I'm tired. I'm tired of the shifting and changing and under eating. Well, I'm tired of a lot more than that, if we're being honest. (laughs) The sass. I feel tired, and I know you do too. I think we've been through a lot, and we both need room to breathe. I was like, it's not you, it's me. 
Okay, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop making jokes because I'm just trying to. That's how we deal with the trauma. You know what I mean? Okay. I know there are so many parts of me you don't like. I know you think many parts of me aren't good enough. I know you don't like average, and you have the hardest, most impossible time digesting that. But I also know you aren't this rigid, strict, demanding, or mean with anybody else's body. So, I wish we could find a happy, peaceful place of acceptance because we've missed out on so much. And though we're doing so much better, and I'm happy about that, there are still many things we're hiding from. Experiences, trips, dating. Life is so beautiful and I just don't want us to miss out. And the second thing I wanted to say is... (laughs) I can't believe I'm reading this. Um... The second thing I wanted to say is, even though you still don't really like me, I forgive you for all the bullshit you've put me through because I know what you've been thinking, feeling, and dealing with for years has been so fucking hard, isolating, and quite impossible to go out alone. I hope we can be friends soon. (laughs) And I did a little heart, which is cute. Um, But I think that a a part in there that sticks out so much is the living conditionally which we've talked about before, of pausing your life because you don't feel like you're worthy of certain things. And that's just like something that I don't want anyone to do because life is so fragile, you know? And and me, as I sit here and say this, I'm still doing it in some things. There are some things that I still won't do because I don't feel worthy of certain things. And it's like, I mean, it's a a daily process, right? It's a a work in in progress. If you are doing these things, if you if you feel like you're pausing your life and postponing certain things because you don't feel worthy of them yet, I want you to like, I'm not going to say I want you to go do them because I know that's fucking easier said than done and I won't even do that, but I want you to sit with yourself and just be curious and, and just I guess have a moment of compassion with yourself, you know, because I think that's the first step, but also what can we do? What can we do to get closer to doing those things? And I can definitely have this conversation with myself as well. So that's a little homework for us both. Okay, this one's a little bit harder to read. So this is the body one. So here we go. It says, dear body, (laughs) this letter is coming at a very interesting time because we're feeling especially low today. But thank you for everything you do. I know you've been through and still go through a lot. I know we are still trying to find that happy point where we can all be happy or at least respect each other. I know we aren't the nicest to each other always, mainly us to you. So like my mind isn't nice to my body whatsoever. That's what I was trying to say. And that's for so many reasons that we're trying to get over right now. I'm not gonna lie. There are parts of you we don't love and parts that we still wanna change, but we are learning to be okay as is that will ever get there i really don't know i'm sorry for being so mean sometimes for not thinking you're valuable or adequate enough to let you enjoy so many experiences i'm sorry for so many things but mainly for the constant lie i tell you of air quotes everything's just a little bit messy and it's not quite good enough yet but i promise once it is then we'll live That's a lie you've been hearing for years and I'm trying really hard to not believe it anymore. I want to say you are enough, you are valuable as is, but to be honest, if I said that, I'd be lying because those are words I simply don't believe and it makes me really sad to admit that, but I'm trying, but I'm trying to believe them 
I promise. Thank you for everything you do, for pushing through. I may not love you or like you all the time, but I am grateful for you. And somehow those feelings coexist. And then I literally wrote, peace out and a heart. (laughs) I don't know why I wanted to include that, but yeah, it made me feel something when I read it today. So I don't know. Maybe we all try to be a little bit kinder to ourselves this week. Maybe we all try to be a little more compassionate with ourselves this week. So that is all. I hope there was something in here you needed and let me know what it was. Like I said, I would love to know. And I just want to leave you with one thought, okay? One more thought. And it's, there's so many things in this world that are up for negotiation and in our lives, right? You can negotiate a contract. You can negotiate your fucking rent. You can negotiate... I don't know, your mortgage, whatever it is. But let me tell you one thing that is not up for negotiation, and that is your worth and your belonging. That's just not up for negotiation with people. Because when you start to negotiate your worth with somebody, you're potentially minimizing yourself to fit into somebody else's life box requirement. And that means that you're sacrificing a little bit of you. And that's not something that we're going to do. Okay, we don't negotiate our worth. We hold on to that shit tight and we let people recognize it and meet us where we're at. You know what I mean? I know you know what I mean. Okay, love you guys. I hope you enjoyed. I'll see you next week. Um, If you're feeling a little bit nice, I hate to be annoying, but you know what? Like throw a bitch a rating, five stars only, please. I don't need any other kind of negativity in my life. Thank you so much. And if you do, screenshot, send it to me and you know what? I might just send you a little a little M Club gift. How about that? I mean, unless you live in like buttfuck somewhere. I don't know. Uh, maybe let's just say like US and Canada. I'm sorry, but I'm just like not trying to pay $30 for shipping. Like I love you, but that would be, have to be like one hell of a review. Anyway, I'm done for today. Love you guys and I'll see you next week. is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.